Welcome to the LAR Ed Tech Hour Teaching Practice Podcast, where we explore the experiences of Okanagan College instructors associated with their day-to-day teaching practice. Today, we're joined by Dr. Brian May, Professor of Mathematics and Physics, both at the Salmon Arm Campus and the Vernon Campus. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, Carl. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's really great to have you here. Now, you and I have been talking a bit, sharing various ideas over this past year, and you know, all of us have had to really adapt our teaching to the online environment last year during COVID times. But many of us have been continuing doing a variety of things now this year and going forward. So I'd be curious to know a little bit about how your teaching has changed as a result of adapting the last year's COVID teaching. Yeah, well, uh, clearly when we switched to online learning, we, uh, we all immediately sort of went into a little bit of a panic mode in uh, March of 2020, I guess. Uh, but uh, last year, um, uh, yeah, the, we had to adapt uh, many things. And uh, I adapted both my in-class teaching, the mode of delivery, uh, and also use of uh, videos and videos of lectures, videos um, that the students can access, uh, both before and after uh, classes. Yeah, before you tell me a bit about the videos, you were also saying something about using a tablet. You've switched to using a tablet? Yeah, so traditionally I've uh, utilized a whiteboard quite dominantly in my teaching. I'd have PowerPoint uh, PowerPoint slides, and uh, then I do a lot of the work uh, that's involved. Um, we solve a lot of problems in math and physics. A lot of things are done step by step with, uh, in an interactive way with the students uh, in the class helping me solve the problems. Uh, so that was normally done uh, in my teaching uh, using a whiteboard, which is you know what we have in all our classrooms. In the online environment, um, I did you do some with a whiteboard, and uh, I had a whiteboard in my uh, office at home. Okay. But uh, when we uh, switched to uh, sort of more permanent uh, online teaching in the fall of uh, 2020, I guess. Um, I got a tablet through the IT services, um, and I switched to using the tablet to write on rather than a whiteboard. And uh, so a lot of my teaching um, revolved around utilizing that uh, tablet PC uh, rather than a physical whiteboard. So I adapted all my uh, PowerPoint slides to include space to write all those uh, example problems, and and I would still, in an online environment, do it in an interactive way with students. Uh, I'd probe the students and ask them to help me uh, solve the problems, but uh, yeah, it would all be done on a digital whiteboard on, uh, well, on PowerPoint mostly. And, and uh, they could see what you were writing and, and follow along quite nicely. Exactly. And you continue to do that now in the face-to-face I've, class? I've continued to do that. Uh, one is uh, I like to supply the students with those, uh, with my PowerPoint slides. They're really uh, what I consider a skeleton of the lecture notes. They have a lot of blank space. And then the students can fill in the blank space with what we do in class. So, and those, the blank space is where I do the solutions to all my example problems. A lot of the theory I like to write as we go. I don't like to have it already there on the slide. So that's kind of my style. And I've continued to do that. One thing I really like about that is when we're done a lecture, 
I can save all the ink annotations and then the student can have a copy of that uh, accessible to them. So they're not uh, having to fever feverishly write everything I do in class. They can spend a little more time thinking about what's going on. And then they always know that uh, there's a copy of the lecture notes available to them if they miss writing down something or if they, um, they don't get everything down that I'm writing. It sounds like you're making it quite accessible to the students. And it also sounds like then having the tablet has led to you thinking about making videos, video recording, screencasts this year. Yeah, well, the I mean, the video recording is kind of a separate thing, but it, it is tied to having the tablet. And uh, so the most of the videos I've been recording are, are essentially screen capture videos. So they have uh, whatever's going on on the PowerPoint, which involves the static sort of pre-prepared uh, PowerPoints, plus all the writing that I do in solving the problems. There's the voice of me talking through what we're going, whether it's theory or examples. Uh, but I also include a um, uh, sometimes a calculator superposed on top of my PowerPoints, particularly for my business math applications. There's a lot of calculator work. And also um, a uh, video camera of me talking, which I think just makes it a little more personable. Um, so that's just normally in the upper corner of the videos. Um, so I've tried a couple different things. One, uh, for my business math class, I've pre-prepared a number of videos that go through every uh, lecture, essentially. So those are available to all my students. And I've I found a number of students, I mean, they are watching these videos. And I'm, I don't really know if it's students who are missing class who watch the videos or, or students who attend class who want to review the material by watching the video afterwards. So um, the video is there for either purpose. So I'm happy that they're used in that way. Um, one of the motivations for this really is the fact that we're still in a COVID pandemic. And even though students have the ability to come to class, if they're sick, if they've uh, been in contact with somebody who has been sick, we're asking them to stay home. And I think if we're asking students to stay home, it's really important that we provide them with the ability to, to succeed. So we need to give them access to the materials and good materials, not just uh, read the textbook um, or you know get the lecture notes from a friend. I think it's, uh, it's important that we support them with good content. And that's why I've been really focused on providing that, uh, that material. Wow, that sounds like quite an effort, but it surely must be uh, appreciated by the students. So those are pre-recorded videos for your business students. Yeah. And then I understand you're doing some also some video recording for your live classes? So for my other classes, I, I really didn't have the time to do those pre-recorded videos for all of my classes. So for my other classes that I don't have pre-recorded videos for, if a student knows they're going to be away from class, either for an important ap appointment or if they are sick or if they've been in contact with somebody with COVID, um, then I will uh, record an actual live class uh, during the lecture and then I will post that for those students to be able to uh, access after the class. So it's, uh, of course, a little bit more uh, challenging to record during class because it's one more thing to be thinking about during class as well as delivering to the students who are there. So. And, and what are you setting up for doing that recording? What software are you using? Uh, 
I'm using OBS, which is Open Broadcasting System or something like that. Um, so OBS is the software. Uh, I always have a, an external um, webcam that I have set up on a little tripod. Uh, and I, I've been using the, um, the webcam for the voice and it actually has uh, a pretty good uh, microphone. So I find that for the audio uh, is what I use. So um, Nice. So a fairly simple setup and yet effective yeah. enough to pick up the audio and then any video that would be on your screen. That's right. Nice. And, and I plus normally the have to set up you. the OBS, turn it on, and then put the PowerPoint on top of it because I, I, I only have one uh, computer monitor in my class. So um, it might be nice to have a second monitor to run the OBS software. Uh, but of course, that's one more thing to bring to class and set up and orchestrate. And yeah, that, that sounds great. Now, if I could ask you one other thing, because you're already experienced in this sort of blended model because you've been offering the linear algebra classes, uh, both in Vernon and Salmon Arm, where you're, you're mainly you know, out of the Salmon Arm campus, yet you're managed to be able to reach both groups of students. So could you describe a little bit what that looked like before the pandemic and what you're entertaining going forward? Yeah, so for roughly uh, 10 years or so, we've offered uh, linear algebra using a video conference model in Salmon Arm and in Vernon. The course isn't big enough really to support two different sections, so we've been combining that section. And I've typically offered the course in person in Salmon Arm on one day and in person in Vernon on a second day of the week. The video conferencing has been used to you know, beam each live lecture to the remote campus. So when I'm in Salmon Arm, the Vernon students would receive the lecture in a video conferencing room in Vernon and vice versa. Now, this year, because we have, uh, you know, the new tools, we, we know a lot more, um, I have to consider whether to have the remote students in a video conference classroom altogether or whether to uh, broadcast uh, the lecture via Zoom or Kaltura out to the students so that they can watch the videos uh, or participate in the lecture um, at home or in the library or you know anywhere they choose. So that's an open question and I'm uh, I'm probably gonna see what the students would prefer because I think part of this is about giving them some flexibility and choice uh, to to fit best with their their lives. Yeah, there could be definitely arguments made for both. It's certainly convenient for a student to be able to be at home. Maybe they're in their pajamas in front of the computer, but then if they're in the classroom, there may be opportunity to interact with other students while the class is happening. Exactly. I do think there are benefits uh, with having all the remote students together. They can have a sense of, of camaraderie. They can interact a little bit. They can ask each other questions. Uh, but there's a convenience factor with having it available elsewhere as well. Brian, I really appreciate you coming in and telling us about all the different things that you've been up to. And uh, I, I look forward to touching base with you actually to see what's going to happen for this uh, linear algebra course in terms of what do the students decide, what, what they would prefer to do in terms of engaging with that lecture when they're not physically in class with you. Thanks a lot, Brian. You're very welcome. Thank you for hosting me.